Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of Overflow. Thanks so much. I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm thrilled to introduce Marissa, a self-love and life coach, a very human being and a truly a ray of sunshine. She is a coach and she does help people take responsibility for themselves. We talk about their own self-love as a recipe, but she also mixes in some karaoke. Um, she helps them work with tools and knowledge, and I think they're the tools and knowledge that she has worked on through her own healing. She has personally dealt with limiting beliefs, depression, emotional eating, body shame, not being able to love and accept herself, feelings of powerlessness or unworthiness and not being enough. But I think through her own healing journey, knowing that it is possible to heal and overcome life's difficulty and truly live happy and what I would say in her overflow, she now helps others find the right tools individually their own recipe, as she would say, for their self-awareness, self-management of physical, mental, emotional, and even spiritual self-love. We had a great conversation. I'm hoping it will inspire you, take some notes, follow up with her on social media. We had such a great conversation, Marissa and I, and listen all the way to the end where she offers us a gift and equally a challenge, a seven-day challenge that I would like to invite you to consider as a gift, a gift and a challenge for all you high-achieving women out there. So listen all the way to the end for her offer. Here we go. Let's listen to this week's episode. Thanks, Thanks again for being here. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. start going whenever yeah you go you go no because I see you're on to something good this usually turns into the podcast and the good stuff anyways right yeah I've observed especially over the past few months with women we tend to want to and feel a need to do it all and when we see online other people and other women doing it all because we only see the front of it we then also think oh I need to do that I have to live up to the standard and then we forget what we actually need to do for ourselves, which then just means that we're all doing the exact same thing of running around, not doing the things we need to do for ourselves, 
but making it look like we are. And then everybody else just keeps doing it too. So I think it's really important too to for us right now, just to bring down that wall a little bit and be like, I know you just see my bright, shiny face all the time, but like, have you seen my bathroom? I literally have three tiles up on the wall. I can't even shower right now. I, I have to sit in a bathtub and drop water on my head. Like my life is crazy. So I think sometimes we just need that reminder too that every single woman who has this cool outside, beautiful looking life from either social Image. media or from other people across the street. Of course we want to put our best foot forward, but remembering that we're all human, we all have our stuff. And just because someone's life looks like it's all together, doesn't mean that it is. And we do, we do post all rainbows and sunshine and you would say you're a ray of sunshine, right? Yeah. You are well, a ray <laughs> of sunshine. You're a self love and life coach. And I think you're on a mission. Tell us a little bit about the uh, mission and the momentum you're gaining. Yeah. I didn't plan to become a self-love coach. I wanted to do life coaching. I loved talking to people and helping them take responsibility for themselves and work through their own problems and make change in their life. And just over the course of the journey, it's just happened where my own journey with myself, learning to love and accept myself on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level and knowing that I don't have to be perfect and I can still hold myself to a high standard and it be a disaster, but still live up to my standards has been so beautiful. And that's just what it's kind of turned into. And I was really resistant to it at first because probably 50% of, I probably work 50% with men and 50% women. Okay. I was projecting my own insecurities out there, but if I'm a self-love coach, then the guys who I'm working with, they're going to be like, Oh, I can't work with that. But that was just my own insecurity. So I'm just kind of trusting. I'm a self-love coach too. I help people really love themselves. And when we break down self-love, it's not just about liking yourself and accepting yourself. Loving yourself is an action. It's doing the hard work to help yourself be that best, truest, freest version of yourself, even on the days when it doesn't feel good. That's beautiful. And it's the same as how we would love our parents or we would love our kids. We're not always going to like them and that's okay. We're human. But when we do the actions that still help nurture them and take care of them and show them we love them, that's when those relationships really flourish. And when we do that with ourselves, that's when our relationship with ourself really flourishes as well, which affects our self or just our personal life, mm-hmm. but also our family life and then our business and everything else from there. I like how we, I love how we just jump right in. I love it. I am worried. We have, I've said this a number of times, but the reason I started overflow podcast, it was going to be originally for leaders around, you know, inspiration, leadership development. And it very quickly became a conversation about this concept of the glass isn't half full or half empty. It should be overflowing And we should be taking care of ourselves because there are challenges. And at the time when, when I first launched it, the pandemic had just started. And so really we thought, you know, for the next three weeks, maybe for the next three months, but who'd have thought it would be a year still. And we're still wearing masks. When you talk about self-love and what I hear is self-care. I love how you say self-love is an action, first of all, because I think that leaders have so much on their mind, so much weight, so many worries that the only action 
they're taking or the majority of actions they're taking are they're taking care of their teams, they're taking care of their business, their job, people, um, loved ones, but they're not taking action for self-care or self-love. They're just not taking the time for themselves. And I think only when we take time to fuel up ourselves, can we actually help others? 100%. I agree with that. And I also think it's okay if we go through a period of time where we know we are sacrificing a little bit of filling ourselves up because there's a push. But what happens then is we do the push and then we start to make that the new normal and think that we can maintain this all the time. Yeah. Well, and we also thought the pandemic was only three months. So we thought, oh, for the next three weeks, okay, it's going to be a month. Okay. It's going to be two. It's going to be three. Then it was five months, six months. Then it was Christmas. It was new year's. Now it's January. Now it's like, I mean, that's the thing. So they've been kind of holding their breath or pushing it off their agenda. So I'm really hoping you'll be able to help us with some tangible, like what are some little things or some big things? What's some advice that you have for self-love and like activating that? Like, I love how you say it's got to be an action, just like we would show our parents or our children, our friends, we would show them love, demonstrate and kind of nourish those relationships. So what do you think we can be doing as leaders still amidst this pandemic? still amidst this pandemic. I think everybody has a very specific recipe. And this is something I often have my clients go through when I coach them is I have them write through what is your recipe that helps you show up as your best self. And the same as if you're cooking in the kitchen, there's a recipe in regards to these are the things you add in and this is how much of it you need. And these are things don't add in because if you do, it's going to mess the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. So I create this list of, I call them my non-negotiables. I know there's a certain amount of movement that my specific body needs. There's certain, certain foods and supplements that my body needs to be able to function well. I worked as a personal trainer for five years, so I learned a lot about how my body moves, about the types of food that it feels good on, what my brain functions on a high speed on and what then makes it tired. So I'm very fortunate from having that background, but if we are trying to love our body or do things that works for other people and as somebody else's recipe, but it's not quite the one that works for us. That's one place where we can run into trouble. So in the recipe, looking at the food, your body needs, the movement, it needs the sleep, it needs, and then looking at your mind and saying, what does my mind need? Some people need meditation. Some people need no screens. Some people need to dance and sing and play music everyone's going to need something different. And it's not about finding the cool thing or the right thing because there's science to back all this stuff up. Mm -hmm. It's about finding the one that works for you. Mm -hmm. So my recipe, I know I need a lot of movement. I need seven and a half hours of sleep. If I get more than that, I'm actually more tired. And if I get less than six hours, I'm really tired. So I just know this is the rules of my body and I can fight them. Or I can say, this is what you've asked for. So I'm going to love you and I'm going to follow this recipe. And then I know TV doesn't work for me emotionally. I get really messed up. I'll start crying. So that's something I know I can remove. And then I know walks are a great thing if I'm overwhelmed or if my brain's running. So these are just little things I've come to learn about myself. And over the past probably three or four years, every four to six months, I'll rewrite out my recipe. And there's little tweaks here and there. 99% of it's going to be the same. 
And when you figured out your recipe, the thing is you got to actually stick to it. If you don't, the reality is that you will continue to get the same results that you're currently getting if this is what you've been doing up till now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they want the change. They want to feel better, but they're not willing to actually do it. This is now the beginning of February when we're recording. Back in November, I gave myself a challenge of saying no TV for November. And it was amazing. And we're now a TV-free household. And it's amazing. I, I didn't know how much energy this was sucking from me. I didn't know how much it was taking up my emotional space to be with my partner and my family. I didn't know how much it was taking up my mental space to be able to think clearly. And that's just something I've learned for me. I've tried to fight it. I've argued with a lot of times said, maybe we can just watch two or three episodes. And no, it just doesn't happen. I just fully get immersed into it. I literally start dreaming about the characters and it just takes over my life. So I've learned for me, that's something that has to be taken out. But the really cool thing about the recipe too, is once you figured out everything is kind of smooth sailing, that's when you get to start to tweak it. And when you start to tweak it and you start to find, oh, if I add a little bit of a pinch in of this every couple times. So if you're doing your daily recipe and then once a week, I'll throw in this little mix. That's when you start to get all sorts of new fun flavors. And that's when the real life experiences start to come out. And it's so much fun. I For love example, it. I was going to say, so if like you think about like something super basic, but like, brushing your teeth and showering. Those are basic staples in your recipe for most people. I mean, I'm not judging. If it's not your, not part <laughs> of your recipe, it doesn't help you thrive, please don't do it. Personally, it helps me thrive. So I just do it. But then you get to a point where it's like, okay, now I can throw some karaoke in the mix and that's going to light me up. Okay. Now I can throw some vinyasa flow and that's going to light me up. Now I can do some art painting and that's going to light me up. So that really gives you then once you have that base, It gives you that freedom to then go and try these other new things, which will pull out whole new other parts of you. And once you start to dig into yourself more, that creativity piece that's going to come out will also massively impact your ability to be able to show up in your business and create these new innovative things, which will help serve the world. I I think you're onto something there, Marissa. So I really like the concept of recipe and having, I think even how there's going to be major things, major pieces of the recipe and a little bit of spice of life. I like that. I like how you are a little bit like testing the waters. Like, is it my sleep? Is it six hours? Is it seven? Is it seven and a half? Like, I like the kind of mapping out that feels like a simple technique for us. Like what are some things that are serving me well or not serving me and kind of feeling that I like that there is something to the stick to itness. So that is hard, right? Because I have this concept of like mind over mind. And so for the month of January, well, we have two kids and uh, they're 11 and 14. So they're bigger, they're big enough to kind of be part of an adult conversation for during the pandemic, we've been joking about the different songs and like quotes and like momentum that we have here. Cause they're, cause we're all cooped up. Like we, it's been the four of us and here in Waterloo where we are, we're in a state of emergency. Are you still in a state of emergency? Yeah. yeah so we're, we're all cooped up. Down. Yeah. So we're in, we're in four walls, which sometimes feels pretty crowded, but we have been Paul and I, my husband and I, we've been joking that one of the songs that the kids should get to know is it's five o'clock somewhere. Do you know that song? Yes. New Year's came and that was it. Like we were like, it's five o'clock somewhere is not serving us. Like we're tired. I don't think it's looking good on my skin. 
like, I think I'm kind of gaining weight because of it. Like I could, I could feel it. And so we changed our song to the Blake Shelton song. I'd be happy anywhere instead of it's five o'clock anywhere. I'd be happy anywhere. Oh, I and love so, it. but it's been, and so if there's been no alcohol, we've been on the treadmill, but there is something about this stick to itness that it's hard. Like your body, your mind would really prefer to kick your heels up on the sofa or crawl back under the covers. It's been really hard. I don't know if you have any advice to that. And then I like the last part, which is tweak it. I, what I hear from you is there's a little bit of freedom, like tweak it, try it, kind of massage it, play with it. And I do think when leaders, formerly a leader or not formally a leader, but I think when we take time for ourselves, for our own creativity, I'm a bit of a I debate sometimes about meditation that sometimes it serves me and sometimes it doesn't. But when you say like dance it out or move your body, like that kind of, I'm a bit more drawn to, but the fact that you're saying, and now I'm going to promote some of creativity, some freedom with that. Like, I think that's where we're going to find our happy place or self-love. And it's love that. going to be going back to that tweaking it and just making it your own. Mm-hmm. I would never want anyone to be doing all the things I'm doing if it's not working for them. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're currently putting time and energy and effort into something which is not getting you the results you want, why? And that's where you like you mentioned that you're like, I end up doing the, I'm missing the treadmill. I'm just sitting there. I want to just drink and eat the foods. We're wired. If you look back at our human being biology, that's what we're wired for. We're the three things that we're supposed to do is run away from scary things, make sure we make babies and reproduce and make sure we don't starve. Right. So we're wired to eat things, sit around and just chill and find comfortableness and have sex. Mm-hmm. Although right now, if we're like, nah, there's enough people, we, we might not even be wanting that if we're doing <laughs> the eating stuff, which is also okay. <laughs> but if that's not what we want, that's where I'm going to challenge you and say, if that's not what you want, then why are you still allowing these things in your life? Mm-hmm. There isn't a right or a wrong. I really believe that, but there is a helpful and an unhelpful in regards to getting you to where you want to be in life. And if you're doing something which is unhelpful for you getting to where you want to be, it's not about shaming yourself or saying, I shouldn't be doing this. It's about saying, I'm using this healthy guilt inside me, which is reminding me, this is not who I truly want to be. And often what'll happen is this whole idea of, oh, don't shame yourself, which I hundred percent agree with comes on. But when we turn off our shame signals, sometimes we also turn off those guilt signals, Mm -hmm. that signal in you when you're sitting on the couch, watching TV, when you know you're exhausted and need to go to bed saying, "Mm, maybe I should go to bed and sleep. And then we say, oh no, no, I'm not going to shame myself. I'm going to let myself have this beautiful treat of watching the TV. If you take the moment and you really check in with yourself you will feel in your being, is this from a place of love or is this from a place of wanting to feel good right now and actually avoiding responsibility rather than taking responsibility? And I don't know the answer to that. No, but it is, you're onto something there. It's that awareness because we're talking about helpful, not helpful. 
And so, I mean, it's been nine months. We have lived a great life of it's five o'clock somewhere. And it was five o'clock somewhere. A lot of the times, regardless of whether it was Monday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, like regardless of the time. And so there is something that has to tweak inside us to say, is this serving? Like There has to be some of this self-awareness. And then once it's self-awareness, I love that next great tip, which is around responding with love. That's so good. It always goes back to that. And it'll be different for everyone. For some person, they're going to be sitting there about to watch the TV show. And it will be, yes, this is the most loving thing for me at this moment. Like I said, for me, I've learned this isn't for me. I've also, same thing with with sugar, what I've learned about my body. I dealt with binge eating and overeating for 10 years. And it was because I was still trying to figure out the way that I could be like normal people and have this bit of sugar here and there addiction runs in my family and how my body responds to sugar, or maybe it's because the emotional component, maybe it's because the behavioral, there's a whole bunch of things going on, but I've learned most of the time cannot do sugar because it'll throw me off. And going back to that recipe, if I make sure everything else in my recipe is in place, then I can play around with the sugar spice. But if I have not done my movement, if I'm not sleeping, And if I'm trying to add in sugar, it doesn't work. And it's just being very honest with yourself and saying, does this work or does this not? Because if there's certain rules of your body or your mind or your soul, and they've just said, this is how I like to be. This is how I feel amazing. And if you're sitting there going, yeah, but I want you to be this way instead, it's not going to help you. Mm -hmm. And you can try. I, I did it a lot of times said, maybe I can feed you a little bit of sugar. Maybe this time it'll work. Oh, we'll, we'll make it happen. But only under certain circumstances does my body allow it and receive it from that place of love. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning it. I'm still figuring it out. Oh, absolutely. And that's Abs- okay. <laughs> absolutely. No, true. Absolutely. And I love that you're connecting mind, body, and soul. Cause you were talking earlier about the body needs sleep. The body needs movement, but there's also the mind, like the mind is, is working, but there's also your soul, like the creativity, what, what makes you happy, I guess, based on people that you are serving that you're interacting with, or it sounds like some of the research that you've done for your own self. Is, are there any tips for people who are maybe not self-serving, but they're not sure what to tweak first. Cause I think sometimes it's kind of overwhelming. And so they just kind of surrender and say, you know, I give up and they gosh, haven't even started. Do you have any tips around kind of being aware or like being able to manage the shame versus guilt and the action versus inaction? Hmm. There's so many different places that you can start from. I think it's just picking one that you kind of feel called to and starting. Mm-hmm. If it's a journaling practice, cool. Mm -hmm. If it's a going to some online group, listening to a podcast, cool. Mm -hmm. If it's switching up your diet, cool. If it's meditation, cool. It's really about you just got to start. Mel Robbins has a book called The Five Second Rule. She breaks down the science of how you can get yourself to start to take action. And this is where a lot of us, we know exactly what we need to do but we don't do it. No, we don't take action because our brains and our bodies, they're wired to make us as comfortable as possible and have that glass of wine while sitting on the couch in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. But we know in our head, if, if that's what you don't want in your head, how do you make yourself do that? I'd suggest going to 
Mel Robbins, she's got a whole bunch of great information there. I can literally see right now also on your bookshelf in the back. I think it's High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. You've got, yeah. So you can actually listen to that entire audiobook on Spotify for free. And he breaks down in there a ton of actionable habits and things you can do in your life. One of the techniques he uses in there is called the release technique, which is amazing, which literally just walking through a doorway starting a new activity at the beginning of your day, going back to release. Do you do that? Sometimes. (laughs) Only sometimes. Do you know, it's been, it has been a lifesaver for me because we have, there's four of us in this house. So we're each in our own room. So I've been practicing because sometimes, you know, it does feel busy or um, crowded. And so I've been consciously, I think more as the, as I realized the pandemic was more than three months as it was getting, as tensions were kind of growing or frustrations were growing and the news was going crazy. I have been, I've been practicing that so that when I leave my workspace, when I walk through that doorway, I try and like purposely think, okay, I'm walking because there's no commute, right? So normally whether it was me or the kids, we would commute home from school. And so they would get that, all that energy out of their system or same with me I would have the drive home and the garage door would open and so now it's four paces right it's four paces and so I am consciously thinking okay I'm going through the door I'm leaving work behind me and now you know I'm going to greet everybody about their you know an organized lunch or dinner or whatever so yeah I've been I've been using that technique to just shift gears and be aware okay I'm closing the door on work now and now I'm, you know, into, into family life. Sometimes I walk out and I'm in my husband's office and he's like, get out. Cause he's on a call. I'm like, okay, I forgot to walk through that doorway. But for the most part, I do try and use it. That's awesome. And it's, it's such a tool. And the other one that pairs really well with that is there's a fellow named Todd Herman and he studies about alter egos and how, when we embody a certain person, or we can use different physical triggers, it then helps us switch between wearing our different hats. So what he uses is he has a bracelet that he hangs at the front door that his daughter made for him. So whenever he comes home from work, he takes off his work watch, leaves it there, puts on this bracelet, and then can go and he remembers now I'm in dad mode. And then whenever he leaves home and goes to work, he switches the bracelet and puts on the watch. Because if he brings dad into a business meeting, that loving, gentle dad, nothing's ever going to happen at work. That's right. (laughs) Right. Wow. Business dad into that little girl's room when she's made a mess, that's going to break her heart. Mm -hmm. So using those physical things that we can anchor us ourselves to our body remembers. Remember, so much of our life is unconscious. I think it's 50 billion bits of information or million bits of information we absorb within a second and only 50 we can actually process consciously. Like there's so much information happening. So if we can use those tools to help us, it'll make everyone's life so much easier. So especially now, I didn't even think of this till you brought it up, but everyone's working from home. Mm -hmm. So how can you create different spaces or different Mm -hmm. physical triggers to help separate yourself from where you're at? Like this is is my meditation room right here, right? And it's it's my peaceful calm room. So sometimes I meditate in here. I also just come and sit up here whenever I'm stressed because it means I don't go into the fridge. Right. My body knows, oh, we're calm here. I have to use my own tools because otherwise my old tool was eat food. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, we got new tools now. Bring yeah. my body somewhere here. 
come and hang out with my plants. Oh, it's beautiful. We have a sacred space too. I have a beautiful calm and I really, of all the rooms in the house, this is the one that I try and keep calm. We've got pillows and blankets and it's all kind of white and grays. And it's really meant to be like the rest of the house. I do forgive if the kitchen doesn't have dishes done and put away and I'm able to let go, but we do have one sacred space that should be family time, comfortable time, no stress time. I love those tips and those books, the five second rule, Brendan Bruchard's of course. And then now Todd Herman, that's, those are great recommendations. Thank you. You're welcome. The other thing that I like to ask guests is how are you? So I have this concept of overflow, whatever that is. And I love that you honor that so much that you're like, this is my recipe for success. Everybody chooses their own recipe. I love that you're not kind of issuing. These are the five tools. Like these are the five things to do. You're really honoring each individual. I I think that's brilliant. And so how are you in the midst of this pandemic? How are you living in your overflow? Hmm. I'm doing a lot of surrendering because I love to control. I love to know what's happening. Everything's in place. I know when I do ABC, then DEF happens, right? Okay. Surrender. I'm doing a lot of surrendering because there's things that are without outside of my control. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan of self-responsibility because I really believe that that's what self-love is, is taking responsibility for yourself and doing the things which are within your control. I know my recipe and those are things which are within my control for me to do. So that's my responsibility. But there's other things that are outside of my control, which can kind of throw off my recipe. I love going to the gym. The gyms are all closed. I love people. I thrive off of connection. And I can't see anybody right now. Figuring out new ways that I can try to work around these, even if it doesn't happen perfectly, and then surrendering when my body crashes. I hit days where like mental health's a real thing. Yeah. I'll hit days where I can't get out of bed for three or four hours. And sometimes it's just surrendering to that. And other times it's taking the responsibility, even when you feel horrible, laying in bed, crying for the one or two hours, and then saying, all right, little Marissa, I know this is not comfortable, but we're taking you on a walk anyways, because I love you that much. And maybe your head doesn't feel great right now, but if we can get your body moving. So there's a lot of surrendering happening, a lot of adapting, taking responsibility. Absolutely. I'm also doing a lot of figuring out really what my values are and really nailing down that recipe for myself, because there's not extra distractions of going out and seeing people. I get to see what does my ideal schedule look like? If I was at home all day, which I am, (laughs) what would I do? I know that everything is helpful or unhelpful for you, but that's also based off of how you perceive it. Mm -hmm. I've also, over the course of the years, based off of the coaches I've worked with and my mentors, they've taught me how to switch my mindset and my perspective. So like you said, it's not half empty or half full. It's always overflowing. Mm -hmm. So right now, COVID is happening. Yes, there's the parts of me inside which are like, this sucks. Yes, it does. I cry it a does. lot. It does. I'm great. It sucks. Yeah. And now that I can't change the reality of it, I have a choice of am I going to sit in the suck or am I going to change my mindset to make this as an, an enjoyable experience as I possibly can? Mm-hmm. And there's not a right or a wrong one, but I've learned for myself, it's more helpful if I choose to look at the positives, count my blessings, 
and do what I can moving forward. What are the positives about COVID? There's so many blessings. It means that I have this time that I've always said I want for myself. I get that. I get this ability to figure out my new recipe or exactly how I want it to look. I get to look at the colors in the kitchen and figure out like that one really doesn't look good. Now let's do that. I get to renovate my bathroom. I get the other day I was craving the beach. My girlfriend and I, we literally put on our bathing suits and we had a beach day in the house. And we went out backyard and we rolled in snow. We're like, you know, I get to do that. I was like, I get to literally sit in my bathtub in a bikini and do my work from the bathtub. Wow. Good for you. It was so much fun. Highly recommend. (laughs) It's we have, we have a whole new level. Yeah. (laughs) The other part of it too is I do, I I'm going crazy, right? Yeah. Full, full disclosure. I'm going crazy. I'm like, like I said, I'm crying. I was laying upside down on the couch the other day with my dog because I know that new experiences create new wirings in my brain. And I was like, I haven't had a new experience in so long that my brain is craving it. I was like, I've got to do something different. So literally just crawling all over the place in the house, trying to find new experiences. And it's like, yeah, like I'm literally going crazy (laughs) and that's okay. And it's that balance between the self-love of taking the responsibility for myself and doing the things that are within my control and the surrender and the compassion when everything falls apart, because it is, it's not perfect. There's many things that are going to be a lot easier as soon as COVID is over. But until then, I'm going to choose to count the blessings because I can either Look at it as half empty, half full or overflowing. And I love that concept of it. It's like, no, like everything is happening for me. And that's also why I'm so grateful for conversations like this, because it's much easier when you're with somebody else who also mm-hmm. has this same mindset of how can we live this abundant, overflowing life than it is when I sit with myself. My journal is helpful. I can kind of work through it, right? Mm-hmm. Using other tools of tapping or working with a therapist or someone else, they can be super, super helpful. But having a friend or someone on a podcast, people who you know, they get you. And they're not about to just say, this sucks and we're going to sit in it. They're like, no, this sucks, but we're going to choose it's going to not suck and it's going to be overflowing instead. It does take work. Changing your mind is not an instant thing, but it is possible. What I think is so beautiful, I don't know if you realize this, Marissa, is you say, so how are you living in your overflow? So the first thing you said was surrender. So I like give up, I give, I give over, like I surrender, which is, which is beautiful, hard to do, encouraging, I think for others, but then almost the opposite, then you start talking about seeing life in a different perspective, seeking adventure, kind of being crazy, like crawling on the floor or upside down on the, it's so funny that you're like surrender, you know, arms up. Like I give, like not really a give up, but I give over, but then you have this other beautiful, almost opposite where you're like, I'm just going to build my own adventures. We're going to go out in the snow. We're going to have a beach day. We're going to whatever, live life upside down on the sofa. I love that. And I don't know if you also realize you layer on this concept of self-love which I think is beautiful where you honor and respect yourself about your either your struggles or what you know you're good at you do this self-love and equally there's this other like beautiful like balancing kind of opposite thing to you where you're like but then I I do self-love but I actually love others like I pay it forward so you have this like concept of coaching others or reaching out to others I think that's beautiful. Surrender, seek adventure, love yourself, 
And then kind of this concept of like pay it forward, help others, seek help. And I know you are doing coaching as well. So you're, I'm coaching others. I'm the shoulder for them, but you're equally self-loving. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful way to recap and kind of pull it all together. That's beautiful. Do you know the serenity prayer? Yes. Tell us the serenity prayer. Is so, this what guides you? Well, it, it kind of sums it all up. Mm-hmm. I love to think about the purpose of life. Why are we here? How can we be our true authentic selves? How can mm-hmm. we be more loving? Mm-hmm. All those things. But mm-hmm. the serenity prayer, when I sat with it, because so the serenity prayer is God grant me the grace to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's what it is. The acceptance is the surrendering. Mm-hmm. the courage to change the things I can that's the adventure that's the creativity that's, that's the self-responsibility and the wisdom to know the difference that's the self-awareness where we say what actually is within my control okay I'll do that what's not in my control okay I'll let that go that's really what it is is when we can embody that prayer and be in that place that's when we are able to be our true selves, because we're not trying to be God. We're not trying to control everything else. We're not trying to make it go our way, but we are still showing up hundred percent responsible for who we are and how we show up in the world, which then that's where there's space for magic. And that's where all the other beautiful, unexpected synchronicities of life happen. Really beautiful. Good link to the prayer. Yeah. Thank you. We need you on our overflow podcast because I think We need some time for self-love and also to appreciate that it's okay to surrender some days. And it's also okay to be that motivational, loving voice that says, but this is what's best for you. So I need you to get up. I need to propel. I need to move forward. Anything else you wanted to share with us, Marissa, before we... You guys are all just lights. Every single person in this world is such a light in their own way. And I have my days where I look at other people and say, yeah, but I wish I was that light. Why can't I be that light? Sometimes we dim our own light by trying to be somebody else mm-hmm. or we see from the outside like, oh, it looks like they're creating such an impact. So I want to do that too. But we all have the most unique gifts. Absolutely. We all have the most unique makeup. And when we really tune into ourselves and allow our wants, our desires, whoever we at the core truly want to be to start to come out and we just be who we are, that is the biggest gift we can give to the world. And that's when people start to recognize the light in you. And they say, I want that. Recognizing in those other people who you're like, I want to be them. It's not you actually wanting to be them. It's you seeing the light in them and saying, I want to be the light that I see in them. And the way that you do that is going back to you. So just be you, whatever your crazy quirks are, your passions are, your talents, your gifts are, jump into it all. It's going to be crazy and the ride will be so worth it. So it totally will. It totally will be you. And I like that design your own recipe, but also have some fun. Tweak it along the way. I love it. Got to make it fun. Marissa, thanks so much for joining the overflow podcast. I know that people will be excited to hear your message, be inspired by you just on the podcast. What would you say is the best way to reach you if people needed to um, reach out and be inspired? The best place to keep up with me is going to be on Instagram. You can follow me, marissa.hammon. I'm sharing a reflection of the day. Every month I pick a theme and I share some kind of something there to help motivate you. Back in January, we did journaling January. December was declutter December. So that's a lot of fun. And then the last thing I have that I love to share with people is I created a free seven-day self-love challenge. Oh, yes. Which literally you can walk yourself through 
learning how to love yourself on a right. physical, mental, and spiritual level Beautiful. and learn what are those things for you? What do you actually need to do for yourself to be able to care for yourself and be that best version of yourself, especially now during the pandemic where things are crazy. So exactly. that's a gift for me for you. If it helps you, amazing. If it not, will. that's okay. It will. Let's do that. Seven <laughs> day self-love challenge. Let's do that. That's really great. Yes, we will promote that. Absolutely. And we're going to need more than seven days, but let's start with seven and then we'll repeat. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. That's it's awesome. my pleasure. Thanks, Kim. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.